On today's episode of Travel Evolve, we're going to jump right into social media. I don't know why it is, but social media is one of the most dangerous and also the most beneficial aspects of being a healthcare traveler right now in this day and age. It's a wonderful tool, a wonderful vehicle, but it can also be really, really scary out there. The social media paradox. This is Travel Evolved. This is Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Welcome to the show today, ladies and gentlemen. Super excited about this episode. This is one I've, I've, I've talked about previously. I've talked about quite a bit, but it needs reevaluating and revisiting, in my opinion. Social media is just a, a wild, a wild environment, a wild everything right now, this day and age. Everyone seems to get a lot of their information from social media. We thought today we would jump into social media and really talk openly about it like we always do on Travel Evolved. A couple things to do a little bit of housekeeping first of all. Thank you all so much for joining me on this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on the new YouTube channel. Things are really jumping fast. It's almost like uh, you know I never left off which is what exactly what I wanted. So I really appreciate that. A lot of new looks like a new uh, users are coming on. We are our YouTube uh, membership and, and subscription has gone through the roof, which is surprising, as everybody knows in social media, speaking of that today. That's one of the more tougher things to gain followers on. And I, I believe wholeheartedly, especially in this industry, where you guys are so limited on time, uh, it's it's remarkable that so many people have joined me in the last couple, two, three weeks. So I really appreciate that. We're going to, again, my, my pledge to you is that we're going to bring a whole bunch of wonderful content to you. Uh, the idea here is that I think content needs to be cutting edge. I think it needs to be things that people have never talked about in our industry or people that are unwilling to talk about those kinds of topics need to be openly discussed. And we've got some amazing things coming up on the horizon. And again, I'm just laying some groundwork. Last week's episode, the episode today is kind of a fundamental stuff that I wanted to get out there early uh, in this series and in this, it's not a series, this is a, this is a show. This is not ending until I am too old to do this or you guys stop listening. So we're going to keep rolling on this. But I want to get some fundamental stuff out early. And um, that's what this that's what today's episode really is about. But again, housekeeping wise, if you haven't found us yet or if you're watching or listening to us, I should say, on a podcast platform that's not your favorite, we should be seeing more and more uh, pickups of those uh, different different podcast podcast vehicles. Uh, so we've, I think we're on eight or nine already. So we're we're right up where we were, and a bunch of new ones are coming out. There's new things on Google. There's new things on Android. All kinds of different 
podcast platforms, so to speak, are coming out. So we're getting picked up by all these brand new ones, which hopefully makes life a little bit more convenient for you. And again, the idea, a lot of people have told me that they download some of these. They maybe don't listen to them every week because they don't have time. They download them, they listen to them on the way across the country, or they download them, listen to them when, when they can. And that's, again, I, I, I think it's awesome. It's very humbling uh, to have people listen to you. I didn't really, wow, I keep hitting that. I didn't really know if this was going to be something that, that travelers would be that interested in. A lot of travelers feel that they've got all the information, and I'm just hoping to be able to, I think, offer up some information that maybe they've never heard before. That's the whole idea. Uh, with the guests that we have coming up and also with the uh, the idea of jumping behind the scenes of my agency, which I'm excited about doing. I really, really am. Uh, I think no one's no one's ever done that before. People have talked about their their agency and you know given I guess props and and talked about how wonderful their company is and please come work for us. That's not going to be what I'm doing here. I mean, certainly I'll tell you some good stuff that happens. I would be crazy not to. But I'm also going to tell you when bad things happen and the tough stuff. And these are the kind of things that I think will help you guys understanding that full circle of everybody that's involved. Again, it's 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 there's no holes barred as always with me. So I'm looking forward to jumping in. A lot of you have said that you're looking about at thinking about opening up your own company, your own agency. You want you're a traveler yourself and you want to start your own agency. This is the the YouTube channel and the podcast that's gonna hopefully help you with your learning curve. And there's a big learning curve if you've never owned an agency before as to what to expect. So I'm looking forward to doing that. It's not gonna be right away, but it will be down the road here. I'm still gathering information and, and preparing for how that's going to look. But I, I, like I said, it's going to be very, very open. And then finally, obviously, if you guys are haven't you know checked us out on YouTube, oh, I, please do, and I, I can't thank you guys enough for it. So things are going well. Um, so here we go. Social media, the social media paradox, as I call this episode. It really is. I mean, if you look at the definition of paradox, I mean, there's a number of definitions that are all similar, but one of the main ones talks about how it's an opposite that has the opposite effect. It's two different extremes on the same situation. And I believe that's what we're talking about when it comes to social media. It's really unique to me that, well, I guess we'll start by saying a lot of people this day and age, I don't care if you're a healthcare traveler or you're just in, you know, a person who has a different type job. Many, many people get a lot of their news, so to speak, from social media, which into itself, I guess without getting political, can be dangerous. It can also be, um, I mean, let's be honest. When you, when you follow something on social media, typically you don't follow things and people that have an opposite view. You follow things that make you feel good, make keep you comfortable. I don't want to go out of my realm and explore an area or someone else's opinion I'm just being honest. I do the same thing, so it's not like I'm. You guys are unique, and I'm not. We we all tend to do that. We tend to migrate towards people that are like-minded as to us, so that we can almost reaffirm what we believe in. And I'm just talking about general, you know, general social media, whether we're talking about Twitter or, you know, even on Facebook. I've seen it where if you disagree with somebody or you have a different opinion, you just unfriend somebody. You stop following them. So we we do that as humans. We tend to migrate towards things that are similar to the way that we believe. I think that's an honest and fair thing to say. I think the challenge, obviously, for all of us as humans is to look at and approach things from a different perspective. Get someone else's you know, opinion about things. And right now in our world, let's be honest, there are some very different opinions going on over the same topic. And I think that's kind of healthy, I think, for a, for a country. As long as it's handled properly, I think. As long as people can appreciate each other's opinion, 
which sometimes worries me that we don't get into that um, too much in this country. But I don't want to get off on a political rant because it does apply to this episode is what I'm getting at. And I do think that when it comes to travelers seeking out information, I just want to kind of point that out, that we all as humans tend to look for people that are like-minded. So if you're Gosh, let's just be. Let's just talk. Take some broad strokes. If you're jaded with the industry, you're going to seek out other people that are angry about it too. I think that's just normal. You know, if you're upset, there are groups and places on social media that allow you to vent and say, "Yeah, I'm mad about that too." And this industry sucks. And this hospital's bad. And this this agency screwed me out of money. That's a normal reaction. So just be careful with that. If you're unhappy, it's hard to go look at and see travelers who are loving their their life, loving the industry, loving what's happening to them right now. I think the opposite exists as well. If you're truly happy, you'd probably tend to stay away from groups that are pessimistic or things that tend to bring you down or make you question whether or not, you know, what you're doing as a traveling healthcare provider makes sense. So, I just kind of want to point out that obvious. I mean, it is it is weird to me that this day and age, and I think I'm just guessing here, ladies and gentlemen, that many travelers, probably more so than the average you know, U.S. citizen, let's talk about our country here, probably get more of their information on social media than the rest of us because of the time in which you guys are working at the facilities. You don't have as much time as I think other people do to get mainstream you know, news, you know, read mainstream articles. So my guess would be, and maybe I'm completely wrong, that you guys probably get more of your information and news than anybody does or other groups should, I should say, do, off of social media. So it's wild to me that that is a thing, because it really is. Social media, for the most part, yes, there are some factual stuff in there, but the majority of all social media is that definition. It's social in nature. It is opinion pieces for more, more than anything else. So that's, that's what's wild. And again, we're going to bring this into healthcare travel for the most part, but that's what you're getting as you seek out information and, and knowledge and that sort of thing on social media, including me right here talking to you guys right now, this is an opinion piece. I think there's facts behind what I'm saying, but there are a bunch of people out there that I'm telling you, every episode I put, up, I put out there, somebody has to disagree with something. I hope that you do. Otherwise, you're just kind of doing what you're doing with social media. I want you to question what I'm saying. and I do, I do want you guys to start to question what you're reading and, and hearing out there on social media as well. So there's there's that. I I guess one of the first things I want to kind of talk about, I think it's kind of interesting as we're talking about social media, is I want to point out how uncommon it is for agencies to be on social media. Now, let me qualify that a bit because everyone's going to go, wait, they're all over the place. No, they're all over the place posting jobs. That's That's for sure. That's what it's become, and we'll get into that here in a second. It's become a job posting mecca. I mean, you can't, I mean, every, you name a social media platform and there's somebody who said, I'm going to post a job on there to see if I can get a traveler to try to like that job, you know, with my company and go to work for me. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about social media. In other words, companies that have full on accounts that are designed to market their agency, their, their travel company. I think it's interesting to think about how few do. There are some, my hat's off to them. I've always been out, I shouldn't say I've always, as, as I've well documented before, is that I actually hesitated quite a bit to get on social media. But I will say I think I was one of the first ones, not the first, that's for sure, but one of the first people that really started to embrace social media and started to realize that if you have nothing to be scared of, then you should be able to be open and, and get out there. 
And that's unfortunately what I'm doing right now is I'm putting myself out there. And that's not easy for to do. For those of you that have done it, again, you guys know what I'm talking about. It is, it is um, scary. You are susceptible. Um, you are a little, uh, it is It is what it is, right? So when you make that leap of faith and plunge in, you know, there's really no turning back. So let's talk about that for a second. Why do you guys think that most companies, and I'm talking the big, big ones right down to the, the little mom and pops, it's amazing how few companies are out there doing something to promote their company. And I've got some theories behind that. Again, there's, here's where my opinion piece is going to come in heavily. I, I have a few different reasons why I think that's happening. Number one is, I think some of the big guys, some of the companies that are doing really, really well, and most companies are doing really, really well in industry, they don't want to rock the boat. Why, you know, why fix something if it's not broken, so to speak, as the saying goes? And I think that's what they're thinking. It's like if we're already killing it, making all kinds of money, we may be able to make more money by convincing more travelers to take assignments through our company as opposed to the other 200 and some or 300 or 400 or 500 companies that, are, that do what I do. But I think first and foremost, a lot of the, the you know the people behind the scenes that are running these companies are saying, eh, I don't think we need to, so I'm not going to. And I think the second reason is because they feel like I did, that it's really, really dangerous. This is uncomfortable, guys. Again, I haven't mentioned my company that I work for, and I, I will certainly on this on this uh, this podcast and this YouTube channel, but that's scary for a lot of people because it makes you a target. You can, therefore, be a target. And that, I think, is one of the reasons why a lot of companies have chosen not to do social media because they're worried about the repercussions because you can fly below the radar and not have to worry too much about whether or not someone is, is going to you know, go after you and, and, and argue something that you said or argue your position or argue your pay rate or your location or the way you handled a certain situation. A la last week's episode, you know, communication is key. It makes you a target. I think that scares them, which is, I think, why... You also see very, very few recruiters or other people involved in the industry that also are doing social media. Again, there's been a few companies that'll throw some informative stuff out there. I've seen that oftentimes from a credentialing standpoint. I've seen a number of those where here's some of the things you guys might want to get together if you're going to travel and here's the things we're going to need. I mean, it's helpful stuff. It definitely is not a, it's not a bad thing, but it's vanilla. It's kind of generic. I think I've seen that. I've seen recruiters, I think, out there that have represented some companies that have been allowed to talk a little bit about themselves and perhaps their company brand and how that meshes and molds. And I'm just, again, a couple of companies come to mind. But if you really think about it, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> very, very few recruiters, you know, head honchos, credentialing people, account managers, you I mean, you name it from a company are out there on social media throwing things out there for the traveler to get something of benefit back from. And I think that has a lot to do with, again, the people that run those companies are saying, no, 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 do not, do not go out there. I'm not going to allow you to represent our company because that is also really scary. It's one thing for me to sit here in front of some cameras and on a, on a microphone and talk about things that I'm comfortable talking about because if I screw up or say something I don't want to say, that's on me. But I will tell you, and just kind of think about this, to have somebody who works for me freelancing, going out there on their own, representing you know, and saying the name of my company, and I don't know what it is that they're going to talk about or how they're going to treat that topic, that's, that's reasonably a scary situation for most companies, especially if they feel they've got a unique brand, which I've always said repeatedly on this 
well, I will say I haven't done it on this, but I will and this, and I've done it repeatedly before, that most companies don't have a unique brand. Kind of think about that for a minute. I've always said, and I do, I do things, what is it that makes your company so unique? There are a few, a few, I'm talking about a handful, handful of companies, in my opinion, that have a unique approach to healthcare, you know, travel, staffing. Most companies, 99 point, who knows what, close to almost 100% of them, do not, in my humble opinion. They do not have a unique brand. They think they do. They talk about it, but I've seen, we're, we're, we're really traveler-geared or we're like family, or we really take care. Maybe he used to be a traveler themselves. I was talking to a traveler yesterday that was working for a formal, former travel nurse-owned current company now. I think a husband and wife team that was travel nursing. I don't want to get too detailed. So they're horrible. They're horrible to us travelers. They forgot what it was like to be one. I'm like, well, welcome to the world of being behind a big business. Things we're going to talk about here on this, uh, this series. Things change when you see things from a different standpoint, and it's that's that's the kind of communication that we're going to open up here on Travel Evolve. So anyway, I just want to point out that kind of unique weirdness, if you will, that if you really think about it, very, very few companies are on social media effectively and heavily. I mean, let's talk about the big, big companies for a minute. When's the last time you saw one of the big companies that you and I, we all can talk about, that have been around forever, that have the majority of the share of facilities and, and are doing their best to try to outdo each other to get a, a monopolistic type grasp on travel healthcare. When's the last time you saw those guys out there on social media? I've never seen anybody from a big company on social media. I almost promise you that that's part of their contract. They are not allowed to be on there. And the higher ups have said, no, we're not going to put ourselves out there for what would probably be an endless amount of attack because. Let's be honest, some of those companies do a really good job on some things, but they get beat up a lot because of their margins, because of the low pay rates, because of the machine in which they are. I mean, I understand it. So I, I, if I was the CEO of one of those big companies, I wouldn't probably allow it either, especially if we were making $300 million a year uh, on a on a gross profit. And I, that's, that's, that's not too shabby, right? So I wouldn't fix that wheel because it wouldn't be broken to me as far as I'm concerned. Think about the small companies. Think about the medium-sized companies. There's just a handful of them out there that do things regularly. I know that less and less of those companies are doing things now. I've seen companies drop off on the social media, I guess, realm and presence. And I'm starting to hear some grumblings of some smaller companies that may start doing some things. But you guys watch what they do and what they've done. It is all about self-promotion and we're great. And maybe not everybody else is bad. I used to do that a lot. We're great. Everyone else sucks, which I think is kind of funny. But they kind of stay away from that because that'd be controversial. They don't want to. They don't want to, you know, beat up anybody else. They want to be the great guys and the nice guys. So we're great. We're great. Come work for us. Come work for us. That's what it always comes down to. It's less and less about how can we help the traveler. And again, my philosophy is I'm going to look great if you guys know what you're doing because a company that's doing things right should not be afraid of travelers gaining as much possible knowledge as they can on our side of the business. That's just my philosophy. I hope you guys really heard that. I believe that there is nothing that you guys shouldn't know about. And I think the more knowledge you have, the more scrutiny you're going to have, which means the better companies, which I'd like to think I run one of, are going to look better to you. It's pretty simple philosophy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm educating people because I want to help make good companies better for you guys. And I want to get rid of companies that I keep hearing repeatedly are paying low, keeping too much money, screwing you out of extra hours, overtime, you know, Kicking you the curb, making you a DNU, all the all the stuff that drives the industry nuts. We're going to change and fix. So, 
At any rate, let's jump into it. I want to start off with the first one, which I think is the big one with our industry, and that is Facebook primarily. Um, Facebook is, A, it's probably one of the more widely used for certain age group, and I'm going to classify and put myself in that age group. It just is. It lends itself well to our industry. Here's the thing with Facebook quote-unquote advertising. If I were selling this microphone, and that was the company I was running, if I were selling a microphone for a podcast, let's say it was a in you know a, a, a personal microphone that wouldn't be something you'd have to, you know super expensive, but something the average person could buy to do like say a podcast, I would have to go into Facebook and literally advertise to every person out there. Yeah, there's certain there's certain dynamics and certain artificial intelligence that I can see who's researching podcast platforms, is looking at podcast stuff. That stuff I would utilize heavily. But when if I'm a real small you know company and don't have the money for that kind of uh, market research, I would literally have to go out and, and put this microphone as many places as I could. The wonderful thing about our industry is that as a CEO of a company. There are nursing groups, there are allied travel groups, there are travel nursing groups, there are recruiting groups, all aimed and geared at our industry, which means the work has been done for you. So for literally free, you can advertise on Facebook and you can put things out there. Now, you can spend money by getting ads and things that you do to go to friends of people that are already in that group. That's risky because you might be spending money on, I mean, a lot of travelers have friends that aren't travelers. A lot of travelers have friends that aren't even in healthcare, right? So you're targeting those people. But that's a relatively still inexpensive way of getting your message out. So what I'm saying is that if you think about job postings, if you think about you know Facebook groups, all things we're going to jump into here in a second, it's all relatively free or it can be, which means it lends itself to the teeny tiny startup company all the way up to a big, big, humongous company. So that's why you see so many recruiters on there on Facebook because, again, a lot of social media, by the way, as we're going to get into, is completely free. The point I'm making is that it's a niche industry, which means it's an, unlike this microphone. You don't have to advertise to everybody. You can target freely and, and easily and affordably. If, if, you know, I guess that's the same thing as free almost. The amount of people that you're looking for, the type of people you're looking for that do, in fact, travel for healthcare. It's already laid out for you. It's the most wonderful thing in the world, which means you guys, as the groups that you belong into, the places that you have searched, the, the, the areas in the, in the parts of Facebook, for example, that you migrate to and you look at, all of that is designed, will, will help a person like me to find you and to target you and to put things out there, whether it's this kind of a, a podcast show that I'm certainly targeting to get more audience, or it's a job posting, or it's just a company, you know, a company profile, or something that's supposed to, you know, be geared at, at giving us a little, little bit better of an image brand, so to speak. All those things are easily targeted on, for example, Facebook. It's one of the cheapest and best ways, and we just happen to be fortunate enough that you guys are such a niche. I don't have to advertise to every healthcare provider out there. I really don't. That wouldn't make sense, to be honest, because let's say how few healthcare providers actually travel, right? It's a very small amount. So it wouldn't make sense for me to go out there and advertise to every you know, sonographer in the world, or in the country at least, that doesn't travel. That would just be, I mean, I just get irritating to people, right? It has to be sonographers that travel. It has to be you know, physical therapists that travel. It has to be you know, nurses that travel. That's the whole point. That's what's so wonderful 
from from my standpoint and from an agency standpoint, from a company standpoint, why social media is so awesome for that. So there you go. So let's jump into let's jump into Facebook groups to start off with. These are groups again. There's a difference between pages and groups. So a Facebook group is a a group. Wow, what a great definition it is. A group that has been created by somebody that is aimed at, at attracting people from a certain, I guess, demographic, a certain likeness, a certain interest to join their group where they can put content out there and they can have other people put content if they want to and filter that and have discussions or have topics, right? So Facebook groups can be you know, groups about location, right? I've seen them. Travel nursing, you know, in for the state of Colorado, or I've got, you know, it could be something that has more to do with uh, with the actual industry itself. It might it might be, you know, like I said earlier, it might be, you know, occupational therapy, you know, travelers. So it could be specialty specific. It could certainly be location. It can be anything. You guys know what I'm talking about. You can there's there's groups out there that are specifically to complain and, and you know about facilities. There's ones that complain about recruiters. There's ones that complain about agencies. One about complaints about each other, right? There's almost an unlimited supply. If somebody out there has a thought, you can create a group for free. And the idea is that if you have a good enough group, enough people will join that group and you'll your your group will grow. Used to be, by the way, that these groups had value. Now I don't want to go into details, but some of these groups have been sold many years ago for a lot of money to companies so they could take them over. That's not so much happening anymore. What I notice out there in our world, this group's anywhere from two to 10,000 people. And again, the more, I guess the more, uh, I guess the less limited a group's appeal is, the more people that join it, if that makes sense. So if you're talking about a group that is registered travel nurses, and I don't even know if I'm saying a group, if I am, I apologize to those that own that page. That's obviously gonna have a lot more than registered travel nurses ER in Michigan, right? That's going to be a much more limited uh, audience. So that has a lot to do with it. But the whole idea is that somebody's controlling these groups. And what you really need to do is look at the group itself. And there's a way to see it. It is a group by either XYZ company, by an individual. It might say you know public group, might say private group. But these are all owned and ran by somebody or a company. That's the, that's the truth. So that's where you're you're putting your information and some of them are very very open to allowing you to put as much stuff on there listen i've got stuff where i put things and my team puts things on my behalf mostly on pages that are owned by other groups other companies and they allow it which i my hats off to them because i'm sometimes beating up companies i don't mention their names so maybe they think it's good information but I love that. A lot of times I'll put something on there or, or I'll get a feedback say, hey, we've just tried this new page and literally they kicked you off right away because it's they don't want you promoting anything. And they'll look and they'll say, oh, well, it's because it's owned by XYZ Company. No wonder they don't want you on there because they only want to promote XYZ Company stuff or they want other travelers talking about, about that sort of thing. So recognize that groups oftentimes have an agenda, right? They really do. They can have it. Um, you know, you can have... Because... You want to look at who's running that page to find out what their agenda is. And it's pretty amazing and pretty remarkable you know, how things go and what things look like when it comes to an agenda from a group or a company. So it's pretty. It's interesting to kind of play around with that a bit. 
you can see things where a company has actually pulled things off or an individual has pulled things off, conversations. No, I'm going to I'm going to stifle it. I'm going to mute that conversation. I don't want that on my page. I want it to be a positive page or I don't want to name names or I don't want anything that's too controversial. So groups themselves, I guess just to point it out, can give you good information, but they can also not be providing you good information because they don't want you to have the information, whether it's right or wrong. It could be great information, but it might be talking about another company, another competitor, and somebody who owns that page who's affiliated with that with that other co- company doesn't want that on there. I mean, that's just a real thing. I mean, it just should be. There are groups that are job posting only, and you cannot literally post anything besides a job on there. You know, so... That's what they have felt their value is on that particular group. Our group is just about job posting. I don't want any other valuable information there except for that. Or I don't want job postings, right? I want all kinds of valuable information, but please don't post your job here. So it's really up to the owner of that page, or I should say that group, decide what they want to do. But it's to me, it's interesting because if you're involved in one of those groups, and I think a lot of you are, you really should look at who's running the group. Where's the information coming from and who's running that information? It does say a lot and it may change your mind as to whether or not you want to be a part of that group. Once you start to look at who in fact is is involved, it may change your, your opinion on it. If it's ran by a certain company, it's about talking about beating up other companies, then you're not probably getting perfect information. You're going to get information on other companies. But if that company does something wrong, trust me, they will not be putting that on there. They will not allow that to be on there. It's just a simple fact. I run a page. I always should say a group. We Obviously, there's a group called Travel Evolved. If you haven't joined it, I hope that you do. We put a lot of little snippets out there. I like a lot of travelers to talk, and lately more and more of them are. I want controversial topics up there, things that are open. But I've had people put stuff on there that are, you know, just has nothing to do with, with travel health care at all. And so I take it off because I'm like, I don't think I want people to, you know, someone's out there singing on a piano and or, or selling something. It's like, yeah, that's not really what this page is about. And I'm, I'm cognizant that if somebody puts things like that on there a lot, my group will start to say, I don't want to be part of this group anymore. So that's real. And that's what I look at is what I created on the Travel Evolved Facebook group, is that something of value? And how do I make sure to maintain the integrity of that value by allowing people to be able to talk freely about anything without having to make sure it's not non-healthcare related? So that's the, the, the issue I have to run across and look at. I think all group owners, a group the people that run those groups, have to look at that constantly. So, I mean, it's kind of ironic. I'll, I'll accept some of the group who says, I'm, I'm just, I'm a traveler. And then literally 30 seconds later, they're, they're a recruiter posting jobs. I'm like, oh, so you lied. And so not only are you trying to get on my group, I don't care. Just tell me you're a recruiter. But I will tell you that it's not, my page is not a page for job postings. It's not where it's at. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of pages where you can post your job. You don't need to do it on mine. But if you want to talk about some serious stuff and you're a recruiter, welcome. Come on board. Let's talk about it openly. So that's, that's, Facebook groups. They're just, they're kind of unique. I like them. I do think Facebook groups, if they are open and allow for free thought, and there are a number of them out there that I really do like, I think they're a great source for you guys to get good information. I hope it's a, a piggyback to what I'm doing. I hope maybe I blend along with what they're doing, whatever you want to say. I've always said that you got to get your information from multiple places. For those groups out there that have that free thought feel to them. I'm a big fan of those. I don't like the ones that are just so rule oriented 
or are so worried about one member offending the other member that they kick everybody out, they mute them, they stifle them, they get rid of posts. To me, that's what makes this interesting. That's how you're going to learn. And I've seen that where a post gets a little bit viral and someone really gets controversial. I understand if it's maybe political, but it doesn't seem like that anymore. Someone's just saying something and next thing you know, it's getting so much attraction that the, the owner or the admin of that page just yanks or, or, or mutes the conversation. It's like, oh, man, why'd you do that? This was just getting good, right? You got the guy, the, you know, the Michael Jackson eating the popcorn meme and that kind of thing. I mean, to me, that's where really good information, whether it's right or wrong, good conversations happen that way. So I like Facebook groups that do that. I do not like ones that are, are too uh, hindering on what can and can't be said. I, I don't find a lot of value. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that. If you are the type of traveler that enjoys getting your job postings and your information about certain jobs through job posting Facebook groups, knock yourself out. And I think there's some value to some people that do that. I personally question whether or not those jobs stay there and last there for very long, or if you're actually looking at a job that is either a bait and switch situation, or you know, if you haven't put your information in, they don't have your 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 all of your packet in order to be able to submit you to, then I think it's kind of a waste of time. By the time you get your stuff into them, that job's going to be gone, or they're already interviewing. Who knows what? But for some of you, I guess many of you, that seems to be a really good way to utilize Facebook and utilize Facebook groups, and you do that effectively. And like I said, I can't. I'm not a traveler, as you guys all know, so I can't tell you whether or not I think there's huge value. I think it's overrated, but that's just my opinion. Um, but it is a great way, obviously, of learning about assignments and, and being able to hopefully compare some some pay rates from some different companies to see if that makes sense to you. But at the, at the end of the day, it's it's your decision. But I just don't, I'm not a big fan of, of Facebook groups that are really myopic and aimed at one thing and one thing only. I don't know if there's a lot of good information going on out there that helps this industry, which is, again, the whole point that I'm trying to trying to make and trying to do. On Facebook, there are groups that are, there should I say, there are actual pages that are specifically Facebook pages for companies. Less and less. I think most agencies realize that and there are facilities that have their own Facebook page as well. I think a lot of people realize that there's that the trend and the interest in that seems to be less and less. A lot of people just don't want to go to XYZ Company's Facebook page and subscribe or like it, so to speak, so that they can just get information on that on that page. I think some, or that group, no page. <laughs> it's a page, not a group. So confusing. I do think that there. It's just the same thing over and over again, right? If you have a company that's putting out content, then I could see that. But as I just mentioned earlier in this episode. Not a lot of companies are putting out their own, you know, social media content. So that's again why there's just not a lot of stuff there. Um, I know my company. We have a Facebook group, and we try to put information out there that isn't just about our company. It's about trends. It's about economics. It's about you know supply and demand. It's about shortages. It's about everything that I think is important to the industry that will help. It's about relocations, tax information, that sort of thing. And I think there's some good value to that. I wish more companies would have pages that do that sort of thing to it as well and that's that's just unfortunately it's lacking so um i think the other last thing i want to talk about on, on really just on facebook is again you guys tend to i guess friend or connect we'll call it we'll say friend other travelers which i think is again like like the whole the whole idea of this episode it's a social media paradox that can be both good and bad 
If you know the person and you've traveled with them or alongside of them, great, why not? If you don't, just be careful, right? You might be, you know, friending a knucklehead who just uh, has completely different ideas about travel nursing and about being a travel ally professional that maybe completely contradict what you know. And they're going to try to tell you information that may or may not be accurate. You could learn something, but again, the whole paradox of this thing is that you could also be misled by someone that seems like they know what they're talking about. The fact is they may or may not have a clue on certain aspects of the industry. And so just be, again, be careful with that. Be careful with friending. And I won't get into safety and security stuff. That's going to be for another episode. But obviously, the one thing I do want to talk about just briefly is just really be careful. Be careful what you say on social media with regard to who, you, who you're befriending. We'll talk about some other things later on in this episode. But be careful who you're friending and what you're telling them they're doing. Because it, it is an area. There are some bad people out there that prey upon other people, and their whole point is they want to try to find you in a vulnerable situation. So if you're telling someone you're leaving your house, your apartment vacant for a while, if you're you know, if you're know, if on your own on the road and you're telling people where you are on the road on your own, you got all your possessions in your car, just just be smart. I've mentioned other different things I've done. You know, don't, don't sit there and say, hey, we're all going to go to the same place and, and every Friday night. You, know, you may have some kind of a, a person that's interested in you in a bad way. And so just be careful telling everybody out there in the world personal stuff, what you're doing, where you're going. And I just want you to be aware of that because, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, there are some bad, bad people that live in our world. And you just want to be aware of that. You just never know who's looking at your profile and, and seeing things that you may or may not want them to see. So just you know, friendly reminder, be really, really careful with that. Um, I want to switch over to Instagram. Instagram is... is um, Again, well, before I jump into Instagram, let me say one last thing about Facebook. Be careful on those job posting sites. I should have said it when I was talking about them, but I will say really watch out for the bait and switch. I mean, I'm hearing it repeatedly. I've heard it for years repeatedly that it just is a great way to get someone to send in their stuff you, know, you do a skills checklist, do a self-evaluation, get me your resume, get me your reference so I can be ready to go. And, you know, you just don't you don't know if what you're even looking at or applying to is even real. For all you know, it could be complete garbage and you're just hoping that this assignment is, you know, is what it is. But it oftentimes is too good to be true, which means it might not be true. I've done a lot of things on 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 social media talking about the disingenuous I guess we'll say, for lack of a better word, part of being a recruiter in this day and age. And I guess going back to Facebook, you guys have to understand it is the number one place to target you. And I do think you have to absolutely keep your guard up and be very aware and careful that the whole point of what they're trying to do is to convince you to send them your information or to engage with them as opposed to the other you know, hundreds of companies that have the exact same opportunity at that exact same facility. That's the whole game, as I've always mentioned it to you. So there are recruiters that that is their job. They are job posting recruiters. That's all they do all day long. They might have, you might not even talk to them. They may be just be recruiting, and then they're handing that off to a recruiter if someone actually calls you or, talk, or if you actually call them or talk to them. Every company does things differently, but as we're going to go through some of these different social media, I want you guys to realize that there are recruiters out there that that is their Biggest part of their job. Not every company does it that way. A lot of companies, you, you do a lot of little things, but there are companies out there that specifically have Facebook job posting recruiters, believe it or not. That is their entire job. 
to to throw a line out there to get you on that hook and to ensnare you and bring you into their company based upon a post of a job. So as we're talking about that, recognize that that lends itself to some eh, lack of credibility, let's say. That lends itself to some writer embellishment. If you have a job, I mean, let's, we've all been there, right? If I've got a job I saw some earlier today, super low bill rate, which means super low pay rate, right? Don't shoot the messenger, but it's hard to throw something like that out there. I, I don't do that. I don't post jobs on Facebook groups, but if I did, I'd be like, man, I don't want to post this job. This is embarrassing, and it looks like a reflection on my company if we're the ones advertising for this. Now you throw in companies that have a lot bigger margins than I have where they're taking more of the dollar and giving you less. There's, there's probably no way. So are they, in fact, putting their real company's job offer out there, or are they trying to throw out something maybe a little bit higher that might sweeten that deal to get you to call and say, oh, gosh, you know, that's they've changed the bill rate or they've changed this or that's not available, but I've got this other job that might be. So just be aware of that. You guys already are. And I think if you're a new traveler, that, that could be new information for you. But I think for most of you that listen to me, that's not going to be a surprise. And you're going to be like, of course, I already know that. So just keep that in mind. And I think that's why I believe those groups that are strictly only job postings are kind of worthless because, I mean, I, I wish I could you know, get a crystal ball and see exactly how many of those jobs are real and be able to throw that percentage out. I can't. Nobody can. But I don't think it's a very large number that are completely accurate. And you'll notice they change. Even the ones that are accurate, by the time you get them, your information, you tell them you're interested, is that job still there? you got to cut that number down even further to how many jobs are actually going to be available by the time you tell them, I want to go in front of that position. It's going to be less and less, that's for sure. So back to Instagram. Instagram is... Um, I guess it's, for me, it's kind of a, gosh, I keep doing that. i got to figure out my setup here. It's actually, I think Instagram is kind of a fun social media. It should be. But again, it is a recruiting vehicle for a lot of recruiters and a lot of companies. That is their sole premise for being on Instagram is to ensnare you with either you know what they're doing um, as far as a job posting. There's job postings on Instagram. Or we're going to give you a little bit of our, of our company theme about that. I love Instagram accounts that, travelers have. I think those are pretty cool because typically what Instagram lends itself to doing is is really just telling a quick story. Here's where I'm at. Here's the cool view. Here's me driving in my car. Hey, I stopped in and got this unique, you know, whatever, at a tourist trap or I went to find a real cool restaurant that's a landmark, you name it. I love Instagram for those avenues. I do think it's a good way for companies to put a little bit of a spin on their brand to try to do their best to separate themselves from every other company out there. Certainly, recruiters can do that. Here's why I'm a better recruiter. I'm, you know, I'm at the Children's Hospital toy drive and things like that, where they'll throw things out that it show the kind of person that they may be. That stuff works, but mostly, again, Instagram is a recruiting vehicle. I mean, that's what I see most. I guess most avenues for healthcare travel on Instagram seem to be here's a job, here's a location. Have you thought about, you know, the southern states and warmer climates here in the winter and now things are opening up? Hey, how about this great place for this? It's it's all about attracting you to again get you to give them your information so they can start to submit you and you can take assignments through that company. I mean, just it's just it is the deal. You guys know the drill. I'm just pointing out the obvious on this stuff, but but Instagram it just doesn't lend itself, in my opinion, richly to to content and a helpful social media platform in which travelers can gain more knowledge. I just don't see it. It doesn't mean it doesn't it isn't out there. It couldn't be there. But I'd love to see somebody out there, 
you know, doing something that is more helpful. And I guess I'll back up a little bit. The one thing I didn't really mention on Facebook is, as always, and all this stuff, it doesn't have to be Facebook, but on all social media, what seems to be the situation is it's mostly, mostly travelers educating other travelers to the best of their ability. And I do love this aspect of social media. That's why I believe on the paradox, in one hand, it's so beneficial because I think without this, you guys would be flying blind. Without the information from your peers, it would be really, really difficult for you guys to know what to what to trust, what to expect, hospitals, agencies, recruiters to stay away from, ones to migrate toward. There are so many different avenues that I love about social media for you, the traveler. You just have to couple that with the paradox of the things that are so terribly bad, and that is the the misleading, the the hidden, you know, agenda, you know, what we're not going to talk about, what we're not going to tell you, that sort of thing troubles me. Or even the even you travelers, I'll be frank, even you travelers that maybe beat up another traveler or a facility or an agency unfairly because you've had a bad experience. I've had conversations where you know where it's like are you guys being upfront about your I guess responsibility in the dilemma in which you're in. I get a lot of people call me about about problems and things that they're having. And it's pretty eye-opening. Almost every day someone says, "Hey, can I talk to you about something I'm going through?" And what I do, just so you guys all know they're contacting me, I try to sit there and look at it objectively, which is really hard because, of course, I'm looking at it from an agency standpoint. But if someone says, this is what my company did to me, my first reaction, by the way, isn't always to be like, oh, you got to be kidding me. They're terrible. It isn't that way. It is, did you do this? Have you, have you thought about this? Because it's pretty remarkable how we all come to the table from our own agenda based upon what we think is right or wrong. So... Getting back to social media and how agencies handle stuff, they're not going to tell you things that I think that they should. And you guys tend to also not always fill in the story as heavily as you also could. I've seen it out there. You guys all all have. A, a traveler will be throwing something out there on social media and other travelers will chime in saying, wait a minute, you just said this, this, and this. Again, oftentimes clinical or oftentimes something that's not, that is over someone like my head or above our pay grade. And you'll call each other out saying, I, I would do the same thing if I was that hospital or that manager or that company or that recruiter. I see that a lot, which I think is the healthy conversation. You may not like it as the person that might be doing the post, but it's it's communication. And that's what I love about social media is that it allows the conversation to take place, which is, to me, the only way that we're going to elevate and evolve our industry is by talking about things that we haven't talked about up until now. And that's why I'm talking about them. So I want to jump into, um, well, I guess before I do Instagram, I do love the fact that I think it's a really good vehicle for travelers to stay in touch with their family, their friends, or other travelers. It's a really good way, in my opinion, to do some positive promotion of what you do for a living, where you're going, who you're going there with or through, talking about agency, the facility in which you're working, the town in which you're at, if there are positive things, or I guess, or negative. I love that you guys can stay in touch and help communicate that quickly and pretty effectively with a quick Instagram post based upon what you're doing and what you're experiencing out there. I think there's some really good value to that, both positively and negatively, based upon what your experience. And I think most travelers will start to culminate all those different experiences that same facility or that same agency or that same you know location. And they can then therefore make a decision on whether or not that company, that facility, that location, all those things make sense for them. I think it's a wonderful tool to help each other out with that. And I do love the fact that travelers can 
stay in touch with each other, get some quick information out there. For that, Instagram, I think, is great. I'm going to jump into TikTok for a minute because TikTok, first and foremost, if you guys don't know this, right now is the number one trending social media platform. Um, and it still will be by the time I, I release this episode. That's going to change as time goes by, I'm sure. There'll be other things that will take over. It could oftentimes be like a restaurant where the audience is fickle. Um, so it's 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 right now TikTok is all the rage because it's fun. I think that's the most thing. People are on there because it's fun. I mean, a lot of people like myself, I barely put anything on TikTok, but I do watch TikTok a lot. My daughter and I actually send TikToks to each other that we think are in it, you know, puppy dogs and babies and stuff that's funny or cute, you name it. So I, I with my daughter, who's a freshman in college, I'm able to kind of, I don't know, it's, to me, it's, it's almost like another connection with her. We, we send things over. She, you guys all know I'm a musician. I love, I love music, so we send a lot of things over. I'll, I'll try to keep her knowledgeable about music that I grew up with that, I, that I'm interested in, which is obviously has nothing to do with what she's interested in. But to her, to her credit, she does. She oftentimes say, I'm, I'm cool because I know a lot of stuff about music, whether it's Motown or old school or whatever. So we do that. TikTok's fun for that. There are, believe it or not, people, recruiters. There are a lot of travelers that are on TikTok, and I've started subscribing to some of those. It's, it's interesting. So TikTok is becoming an area in which Information can quickly, I think they've moved their parameter up to a three minutes long now. I think you can do a three minute you know, video or three minute little ditty, as you want to call it. TikTok is starting to become an area where I think we're going to see some more, I, I hopefully good content and good information coming in the future. Whether it's you know tips from a traveler, perhaps it's it's more people like me that are going to be you know, out there talking about the, the, the pros and cons of something again I, i'm just not going to see i'm not expecting a lot of agencies and certainly not a lot of ceos to go out there and, and throw themselves out there but I, I really do hope some other people join me come join me if you're a ceo have, have the guts and courage to do this because it is scary but it, it it can be good if you've got the right stuff that you're talking about but i do see travelers again that are out there that are starting to talk a little bit more about you know, the things that I think need to be talked about through TikTok. It's not just a bunch of people doing a dance routine or, you know, someone hurting themselves or, or doing crazy things, which is what I love, or sharks or, you know, jumping out of planes, that sort of thing. That's all there, so you'll get that. But once you start to, you know, follow certain travelers, you'll start to have some things suggested for you that are that that are that way. And I'm already noticing that there are some good there's some good stuff out there. So if you've thought about Maybe you don't want to do something if you're a traveler. You don't want to do anything that's too committal. Oops. <laughs> We're going to pause for a second. Okay, I edited that out because I always forget to turn my phone out. If you don't want to do anything that's too committal, you can do something with TikTok where it's just short and sweet. You can do whatever you want to. There's no cadence. It's like, here's, I just want to go, go, go do it. So TikTok, in my opinion, could be something to look for in the future. And again, it's you can ask a lot of people. It is the number one trending social media platform right now. So there must be something there. Twitter, Twitter. so we have it, by the way, I should say, tell everyone, we have a Twitter account, Travel Evolve, so follow it. Brand new, just started it. I've got four people following us. We're going to put our episodes, uh, links to our YouTube on there as well, so you'll have easy access to those. We'll throw some things out there, certainly some of the videos that I do and some of the things that I see, research, if I've got a story that I think is interesting that somebody else I follow on there is, is going to be there. The team has already said that we're going to start, you know, I guess sharing a lot of that stuff and tweeting those back out, retweeting, so to speak. So Twitter is, I think, the number one platform 
in which you tend to migrate toward what you are interested in. In other words, <laughs> you follow things that people you like, celebrities, you know, you name it, political figures, interests, you know, music, you name it. Um, and you tend to not follow things that you don't like. So we created Travel Evolved as a Twitter account. Again, it's brand new. If, you, if you're interested, follow us. I promise you as the team, you know, we get more episodes and more things going we will begin to start putting more and more things on there. And again, I know right now they're putting every episode uh, as we do it. They're sending at least the YouTube link to it. So you can follow it that way. If it's easy for you, you can you know follow us. And rather than subscribing, you could just watch the, the, the link. I prefer you to subscribe, though, so that you get it right away. But Twitter is kind of interesting because it really is oftentimes, um, I think there's some good stuff on Twitter. I think there's some stuff to be aware of. Like every, again, social media, you know, is a is a paradox. There are good and bad that come from it. Twitter really is short, sweet bursts of of information, links to other stories, people tweeting things that they they think is interesting or good, and they're letting their people that follow them get that information too. So with Travel Evolve, we do follow a lot of other travelers. Um, it's really interesting to me when you start to create an account that's specific for a company or for a group like ours is, the kind of information that's suggested for, for you, it's really pretty wild. And this is where I think I get a lot of really unique information that may not, it certainly isn't something that I would get on my own personal Twitter account, right? Because that's where I'm focused on things that I'm interested in. A lot of hockey and stuff, a lot of music on that. So I'm not going to see some things that I do see when I actually jump into our Travel Evolve Twitter account and look for things there. It's a lot of opinions that are like, oh, those are totally different than maybe what I'm thinking about. For me, it's a good source of doing my best to find out and hear more information from a traveler standpoint. I always talk about this podcast, this YouTube channel being an opportunity for you guys to get some information that is from an opposite side of the desk, so to speak, than you're on. That's my way of, of trying to do the best I can, along with other social media, but to really try to see if I can learn and gain some knowledge from you guys as to what it's like to be a traveler. I think that's going to help me be a better CEO of healthcare travel if I understand your motivation, what makes you guys tick, what makes you what ticks you off, what makes you happy, you name it. That's got to continue to change and evolve with me. I've got to continue to always be pushing myself to understand what life is like from your side of the stethoscope, so to speak, to understand what things are like for you so that I can try to see how I can make at least my company and what I'm offering here on this uh, this social media perhaps better and, and more engaging for you. So Twitter, I, I really like it. Like I said, I'm gonna, I did a self a shameless plug there. Go ahead and try to follow us. I really hope you do. I will make it worth your while. It's another avenue if you haven't uh, seen what we're doing. We're going to do some things on there. And I'm going to add some things on there that, are, um, that aren't going to go anyplace else. I'm going to do some, some stuff that's going to be quick little videos, things that I'm just going to film on my phone, thoughts that come through my head. Some of the team will, will film some things for me as well. And we're going to throw some things on Twitter that aren't going to go anywhere else. So hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll sign up and start following us there. I'd like to grow that because I think there could be some quick, good information and the sharing of information that's not my opinion, but your opinion and travelers' opinions, facilities' opinions, that I think could be beneficial. So that's what I like about Twitter is that it's, it's thoughts, it's stories, it's, it's, it's links to other pages, links to articles. It can be some good information, but again, be careful because you're only going to get the information in which you are interested in. And I, I just believe in our country, we really need to hear other information. I think that's a, a weird trend that's happened the last decade where we only want to hear what we believe in and we don't want to hear anybody else's opinion. 
and I've said it before and I'll say it again, I don't know how you evolve as a human if you don't listen to someone else's opinion and don't respect their opinion, whether you agree with it or not. And it could be from you know how you pick an assignment, right? Something that simplistic. I pick an assignment for these reasons. Well, I totally disagree and I don't want to hear from you anymore because I, I think you're crazy. You will learn something from people if you actually open your ears. doesn't mean you have to agree with it. But be careful of Twitter, and I would say try to diversify yourself and your Twitter accounts and who you follow and what you do. And I hope that I'm one of them that you follow in there. So I like Twitter. It is, again, um, less, I think, personally, I will say, I think Twitter is less recruiting. It seems to, it's, it's hard to recruit. You can't put a lot of information there. People still do it. But I do like Twitter for the fact that it happens to be, in my opinion, currently more content-driven for some potential help to a traveler. And I think that media on its own, the reason why we decided to create a Twitter account was because we think that there, it does lend itself to what we're doing with this show, and that is to start to give you guys more information that maybe you haven't heard elsewhere. So I love Twitter for that, for that reason. So let's jump into podcasts and YouTube channels. Obviously, what you guys are on, on to right now, I don't have to tell you guys about them because if you're listening to me or watching me or both, that means you already know about the value of of podcasts and the value of, of YouTube. We'll start with podcasts. I had never, let me double check. I had never listened to a podcast until I listened to my own, <laughs> the Travel Insiders one, the first time. I was a guest on a podcast once many years ago. Didn't even listen to the episode I was a guest of because I, I was on the phone. I heard it. And it was a telephone interview. It wasn't, it was a podcast only, so there was no YouTube involved. I did do a visual I was a guest on a visual as well. But I, will, but I guess what I'm getting at is that I never sat down and listened to podcasts. And I think I was missing out. What I love about podcasts is that there are a variety. I mean, it's, it, obviously, it's, it's a pretty big trend right now. There are people that are celebrities, people that have nationally syndicated podcasts that, have, that are just amazing, right? It takes what we're doing here <laughs> to a completely different level. Uh, there's some really good stuff out there. There's also a lot of just crap. I mean, you, you can, there's podcasts about everything, right? If there is somebody who has an interest in something that you have no interest in whatsoever, I guarantee someone's doing a, bod, a podcast about that topic. You'll see there's a lot of podcasts that are out there that are very short-lived. Uh, people try it. They don't like it. It is hard to gain an audience. You have to stick with it. You have to have good information. You have to be engaging. Things that you know. I don't think I am but we're doing our best, and I think that's the one the one thing. If you're interested in doing a podcast, what I will tell you, my advice is stick with it. Don't be discouraged. Don't uh, you know? But but listen to your odds. Listen to the feedback. If you're not getting good audience, that means you've got to give them more. If you're not uh, attracting people, that means maybe your your topic isn't isn't what people are interested in. Maybe you're interested in something that not everybody else is. But I do love podcasts. I mean, I've I've actually started listening to some of them mostly because I want to better my game. I want to give you guys a better podcast and I'm doing my best. I listen to stuff I did over a year ago and I think I've improved, but I will tell you hopefully and for those of you that are listening to me, I'm going to do my best to get better and better because I think that's important. It's important that I evolve as a host of a podcast to again not only be giving better content but also to to keep you engaged during the course of that of that uh, that that episode so to speak. That's why we're going to have some live guests that are going to mix things up. That's why we're going to be talking about the background scenes of what's the, what it's like to start an agency and to create an agency out of literally out of thin air, how that goes, especially I think it'll be very, very interesting as we grow 
kind of see what that what that looks like. So again, more of a storytelling mode as we start to approach that part of our of our podcast. But podcasts, in my opinion, are are they're just kind of cool. You guys tend to in our industry, at least what I can see from my analytics, is that you guys definitely it is it lends itself very very well to you. And again, if it's if you're out there just talking about hey we have a great company and come you know listen to us we're awesome and great, I think you guys tend to tune that stuff out. I think travelers have a lot to offer other travelers with a on a podcast platform. I just think it's an easy way you can you can get a setup affordably and you could do some things and see if you can attract an audience. And I'm I'm just telling you if there's a part of our industry that could help a lot. It's travelers helping travelers by doing a podcast that might be beneficial. Similar to what I'm doing. I mean, rip me off. I don't care. Do what I'm doing, but have it be from a traveler standpoint, talking to their travelers. I think there's some some value in that. If you have any interest in that whatsoever, I do think that the, you know the more the merrier. It could be a really good avenue uh, for, for us to gain some knowledge and to evolve travel. And that's the whole point of, of what I'm trying to do. So I welcome that. YouTube is a little more complicated. Obviously, you have to have you know cameras set up like we've got. We've got one, two, three here. Um, it, is, it is a little bit more complicated, a lot more editing. It takes a lot more time. I'm fortunate that I don't have to do this. Um, I can sit down and, and you know research and get my, my episode ready, but I get to walk away. A lot of people don't have that, have that luxury, so that it takes a long time. I do know that. I've watched them, you know, edit video. It's not easy. I mean, it is difficult. Like you know, a few seconds ago, my phone rang. They're gonna have to edit that stuff out. You know, little glitches, things you may say that are wrong. Be careful. I mean, you guys can tell with me. I just let it roll. If I say something stupid, it's just there. You go. It, I just said something stupid. Um, if I say something wrong, I I do my best to correct it. Well, sometimes I don't notice it until. They're doing the editing. They say, hey, was this right? I'm like going, oh, no, I actually said that completely wrong, especially when it comes to some numbers. I do my best to be careful of that. But YouTube channels are, again, kind of a trending thing right now. It allows you, I guess, to see us, get to know us a little bit better. I hope the same thing as applies to a traveler. I'd love to see some hospitals do you know, do some YouTubes. That would be interesting. I do know there's some, some hospitals and some facilities do podcasts. Or they they are part of them. They join podcasts, that sort of thing. So, these two avenues, in my opinion, are how do I put this? They're they're not brand new, but they are trending upward as far as a way in which to get information out and to get your information. So, you guys have have an opportunity, a luxury of being able to pick and choose who you listen to, who you watch, and um, for those of us that are sitting on this side of the of the microphone and this side of the camera, we can't thank you enough for for tuning in. It really is. Um, kind of a cool thing when when you say, oh, wow, people really listen to that episode. People like that. I I, I look back at a lot of demographics. I, I really, people that know me know I don't watch or listen to this stuff once we do it because I just don't see the point. It's there. It's out there. I do. I can tell what I'm doing and what I do well and what I don't do well. So every time I do one, I think I, I learn from it. But I do look at a lot of the demographics and the analytics from the different episodes, which allows me to judge what you guys seem to show interest in. That's why I put the name of what we're going to discuss in the title of that episode because it tells people this is kind of what we're talking about today, which allows you guys to decide if this is an an episode in which you want to listen to. I hope you listen to all of them and watch all of them because hopefully something in there will will strike a nerve and go, oh, I didn't know that. That's something I didn't realize. So that's the idea. But I do like 
this media, both YouTube and podcast. You guys all know I'm a bigger fan of the podcast because I just I don't like being on camera. I do it because no one else does. Uh, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world to have to sit there and you know make sure you can you know you can you can do that. It's just it's just it's uncomfortable, and I think some people are very good at it. I'm awkward at it, but it's it, I'm, I'm hopefully getting better. Uh, again, for somebody that never wanted to be in front of anybody. I think I'm doing a lot better, so I'm learning how to be, get comfortable. And and again, that's that's all part of it too. You have to be able to, to do something that you're could be a little bit out of your comfort zone. So, um, let's move on to LinkedIn for a little bit. LinkedIn, I I mean I I got to tell you how what, what I feel about LinkedIn. Here's the honest truth I think about LinkedIn. I think it's dying. I think it's becoming worthless. I have thousands and thousands of connections on LinkedIn, and every one of them is trying to sell me something. I, that's all it is. I get a, I get a request to connect with somebody on LinkedIn. Literally, I click OK, and 10 seconds later, if not instantly or the next day, I get a, hey, so how about trying this? And we were trying to sell you that. It's like, oh, my gosh, does anyone just use LinkedIn anymore to connect with other professionals that have similar interests? That's what it used to be. A decade ago, LinkedIn, I think, was really valuable. It's how I got to know a lot of other CEOs in our industry, a lot of higher-ups in our industry, a lot of recruiters, a lot of travelers are connected with me on LinkedIn. And unfortunately, I just would tell you that I feel lately like it's just it's just a big way to get get past a gatekeeper, which for those of you that aren't in sales don't know that I have gatekeepers, people that are trying to sell our company stuff and they want to get to me if they can. And I've got a lot of people that say, no, we're not interested or we have this phone system, we already have this insurance, we already have whatever we're looking for, this advertising media. LinkedIn's a great way to bypass that and try to get directly to the individual that you're trying to talk to. And unfortunately, we're all like, okay, here we go. And next thing you know, it's you're being sold something. Travelers tend to not do that. So I'm connected with travelers, but I also don't see any longer the big of value as, as it used to be with LinkedIn. It used to be, and by the way, there are recruiters probably still to this day, but there was a lot of LinkedIn recruiters. For many years there, for a few years at least, there was a time period where that's what Travel. That's what recruiters would do. They would actually go onto LinkedIn and they would find other travelers and they would actually connect with them and have conversations on LinkedIn. And it worked really well. But I, again, I'm not. I guess I am kind of beating up the, the social media LinkedIn. It just doesn't seem like it has that value anymore. It's not that community feel. It used to be, for me, I could go onto LinkedIn and I could, if I needed to find someone, I don't know, a new insurance company or someone that was going to, you know, be a. I was looking to hire somebody. LinkedIn was a really good avenue for that sort of thing to connect with people that you knew to say, do you have a recommendation for somebody I want to hire or a service I need for my company or maybe for me personally? And not so much anymore. Now it's all just, it's just a bunch of people trying to get to you and advertise. So that's just my opinion on it. But I do think that there is, you know, there is still those recruiters and still those travelers that do get and gain and, and give information through LinkedIn. I just, I personally just think it's going away. I don't really have anything else to say about it. It's just that I just don't feel it's as good of a of an avenue as it used to be. So I guess has, my opinion on this one, I guess what I want to talk a little bit about here is, and I, this is a rhetorical question for you guys, obviously because you can't answer me because I'm on the podcast and you're not. And I'm on the YouTube channel and you're not. But my question for the day is, do you guys think that social media has kind of replaced news, research, critical thinking are we all just to the point now where we just hear what someone has to say and we take it as true or we chime in based upon 
one person's opinion who you know may or may not have more information than what we have. And again, including what I'm doing right here right now, I just it's just a it's just a a question I'm posing to you guys as the group is that have we gotten to that point where social media has taken over as our primary source of information, right or wrong? And to me, it feels like it has, and it's really scary because for the most part. It is just that. Social media is social in nature. That's why it's called social media. The idea was it was supposed to be something to connect people socially. And now it's connecting people. In the, it, People believe it's connecting them factually. And I don't necessarily think it is. And the paradox of today's episode is that some of it does and some of it doesn't, which is what's so wild and hard to navigate when you're on social media. Because we all there, I guarantee I follow stuff on whatever you know social media I'm looking at that I guarantee I take as truth and it probably is a bunch of malarkey. It just probably is. It's probably not accurate. We all are in that boat. I think for us to admit that freely, we, we, you know you're getting information that isn't true. You know you're getting information that's not accurate. And if you're talking about being a healthcare traveler, you know that people are telling you stuff that isn't accurate. And you're hopefully not basing your decisions on that ina- those inaccuracies. And I, I think that's just something that you should recognize. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation today because I want you guys to really be guarded. That's the point of the social media paradox is to be guarded so you can do your best to filter through the truth from the fiction on what you're seeing out there. And that's hard. That's hard because bottom line is, I've said this many times, you can literally say anything on social media. If you're wrong, some people may call you out on it. But for the most part, you can say whatever you want to. And you're just allowed to do that. And unfortunately, people believe that, which is where I want Travel Evolve to help you when people from my side of the industry are telling you something. I want you to go I heard a little different thing from Mark and the and the folks over at Travel Evolved. So whether I'm whether I'm right or they're right, it allows you to question some things, which I think is going to gain some benefit for you. People that question everything and think and pause before they open their mouths and listen tend to be they have more knowledge. They just they grow faster than those people that don't. When you're talking, you're not listening, as they always say, right? So. With social media, the, the one other little aspect I want to talk about is, 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 I said, I wrote down here, think before you strike. If you are responding to a question on, let's say, a Facebook page, or you're ready to retweet something that you may or may not be accurate, my sincere recommendation is to take a breath, think before you start typing, or before you start retweeting, or before you start sharing Make sure that it's something that you that you really want to get engaged in. And a lot of travelers tell me lately they've gotten a little bit of hot water over what they've done on social media, whether they've what they've said, what they haven't said, whether they're calling out their agency, whether they're calling out other travelers, their facility. So again, as I've said before on, on things about social media, be very, very careful. Make sure that it's something that you really want to do. And and unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, you guys live in a world where what you say can will be out there forever. Which would mean that a company could say, I don't want to work with this travel anymore. A manager could find out what you may be saying about him or her. A facility could. You guys do run the same risk that some agencies do. And there are people that, you know, again, watching and listening, social media is one thing. Getting engaged is a whole other thing. So much like me, 
And the reason why some agencies don't want to get involved in social media, if you decide to get involved, you are, as you guys know, you're sticking your neck out there. And hopefully you've thought about it like I have and said, I'm going to do it anyway. But just really be careful. Really make sure that you you know what you're what you're getting involved in and what you're getting engaged in, uh, because people are going to count on your opinion. And again, I've seen it where people have thrown their opinion out there, and holy cow, I bet they regretted it from from the very get go. I'm I'm at an advantage. You guys see notes here if you can see down that far. I prepare for these episodes. I I do just talk freely. I put some bullet points down because I want the episode to be free thought, free thinking, and whatever comes to me. I want it to come out. I don't like to prepare for these, but I do want to have some general guidelines to keep me on track to make sure I'm covering the topics that I want to cover and not forgetting things that I that I wanted to address. But it's about 10% of what these episodes in, are, are part of. It's The rest of it is 21-plus years of information that hopefully can fill in those blanks. For you guys, when you're out there and you're about ready to do either something on your own or you're going to engage in a post or a text or a tweet or you know something along those lines or a TikTok, just... Think before you strike. Just really think about it because oftentimes not saying anything can oftentimes be the best decision that you make. We've all been there, right? So, you know, just be careful. You want to make sure that you're not showing any malice. And that's a word that people throw on pretty pretty casually. But be careful with having anything that you're saying being able to come back and bite you in the fanny, so to speak. And that's just what, that's like basically what I'm getting at. So I guess, you know, to kind of wrap this episode up, what's next? I don't know what's next on social media. Something else is out there. There is going to be a next greatest thing. I'm assuming that because it's not controlled by, you know, a, a source, it's going to be people free thinking and free doing their thing. Their, 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 their gig or whatever it's going to be, it'll be the same thing. It'll be a social media paradox. There'll be good things and bad things on it. But you and I both know there are new things coming out every day. Someone else wants to be the next billionaire that comes up the greatest you know, social media platform in the world that everyone's going to use. And that's what people are trying to figure out right now. What's the next thing? So as it comes out and as we develop as a society and we add more of these things, recognize that they are what they are. I don't, I don't, I don't know if social media is good. I, I go back and forth. I, I've had good experiences with it. This stuff helps me. Obviously, if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't be talking to you guys right now. So I love social media for that aspect. But it also drives me nuts because I see things on there that just, I mean, you guys have all been there, whether it's something political or something you just totally disagree with or just ignorance. You know, there are, there's just some garbage out there. And so that's what social media is. It is a paradox of information. Really, really good and contradictory to itself. Really, really, really bad. So it's a it's a great resource and it's a very dangerous place to play in as well, depending upon you, the user that's getting the information. And that's really what it all comes down to. So there you have it. Guys, it was a hopefully a decent episode. I, I, I love this topic. I wanted to get this one out pretty quickly because it's part of... I think the basis, our industry is heavy, heavy into social media, and it hasn't always been. But the last five to six years, it has become, in my opinion, the fundamental and paramount way in which information is given and received in our industry from agencies, from travelers, from recruiters. So it, to me, maybe I'm wrong, but it is replacing the phone call, is replacing the text, it's replacing all that stuff. It's all about social media, which again creates the paradox of whether or not this is good or bad. So I don't have a, a conclusion except for it's a paradox, and that's why I named it 
the social media paradox. I had to look to see what I called this because it truly is. And I think understanding it, thinking about it effectively, and that's why I did this episode. It's not to give you guys anything you didn't know. There wasn't probably one thing I said in this episode that was new information for you. But this episode was really designed to talk about something so that today, tomorrow, this next week, when you're on social media and you're getting information or receiving it or putting information out, you're, you're looking at the paradox of what social media really, really is. And it's a wild one. As always, guys, we appreciate it. I'm going to catch you guys next time. And uh, thanks again for subscribing, for listening to us. Really good show coming up next week. I'm, not, I'm, never, I'm going to keep my, my, my tradition going with other things I've done and not tell you what's happening next week. But you'll see it as it's listed. If you subscribe to our, our YouTube channel and you subscribe to a podcast, it'll pop up for you. And we will catch you guys next time on Travel Evolved.